In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Last week, actually, the Gospel was about the temptation on the mountain. And Satan tempted the Lord Jesus Christ with three temptations. And these three temptations actually are attacking each one of us. These three temptations are the love of money, love of pleasure, and pride. When he told him, change the stone to bread, this is love of pleasure. Eating actually brings pleasure. And when he told him, I will give you all these kingdoms if you worship me, that's love of money, love of positions. I want to possess many things. And when he took him to the pinnacle of the temple and told him, throw yourself and the angels will carry you, it is love of ego and pride, showing off. And these three temptations attack all of us. Any sin we commit will be under one of these three temptations. That's why St. John said, all what in the world is the lust of the flesh, which is love of pleasure, lust of the eyes, which is the love of money, and pride of life, which is pride. And St. Paul said in his letter to Timothy, at the end of the days, the people will be lovers of money, lovers of pleasures, lovers of themselves. Monasticism started against these three. So instead of pride, humbleness and obedience, the vow of obedience. Instead of love of money, poverty. And instead of love of pleasure, self-control and celibacy. We as Sunday school servants, we are also tempted in a special way by these three temptations. Mainly the temptation of the pride. And Satan many times want to take us into the pinnacle of the temple as he took the Lord Jesus Christ to the pinnacle of the temple. And this can take so many forms in the life of the servants. For example, I feel I am better than others. I am more righteous than others. The same feeling that actually existed in the scribes and the high priests and in the Pharisees and the priests of the Old Testament. Simon, when he invited the Lord Jesus Christ and the sinful woman came, he felt more righteous than the Lord Jesus Christ. He judged him and he said, if he was a prophet, and he judged the sinful woman, he said about her, he would know who is this woman who touched him, 
she is a sinner. So, first point, we need to examine ourselves. Do I feel more righteous than the others? How I deal with others? If somebody in my class is struggling with certain sin, whether addiction, whether sexual immorality, how I perceive him in my heart. Maybe from outside, because I have to appear righteous, I will deal with him in a correct way, to be politically correct. But in my heart, I despise this person. And maybe behind his back, with other servants or with the coordinator of the service or with my family I speak bad and negatively about these students in my class in order to win the people you cannot win them if you are prideful and you feel that you are higher than them believe me even if you want to be politically correct and to appear righteous, but your students will feel whether you are humble with them or not. They will sense whether you are judging them or not from your facial expression, from your attitude with them. And you cannot win these people unless if you are from within you are humble and you feel that you are the first among the sinners as St. Paul said about himself I am the chief among the sinners another thing actually can attack us with pride especially deacons if I know a lot of hymns and I know a lot of praises and I feel I am distinguished I am different from the rest I don't only know how to read Coptic but I master all the hymns of the church even the longer hymns of the church and if God can give me in addition to this a beautiful voice and I receive many compliments from the people so I feel I am entitled I'm entitled to lead the chorus I'm entitled to be the head of the deacons I'm entitled to teach classes in the church and if Abuna chose anyone other than me I get upset and I get disappointed why? Because I feel I am better. I am the one who should be in this position, not anyone else. So, this is another temptation being on the pinnacle of the temple. You feel you are above others. You feel, you, and you don't fall. Even if you fall, the angels will carry you. So, your feet will not hit a stone. Another form of pride, how you deal with criticism, how you deal 
if the people dealt you unfairly or in injustice. Some people, they say, I am the least among the servant. I am the first among the sinners. And then, once you bring to his attention a small mistake, gets upset, he gets disappointed. Where all these words that you are the fairest among the sinners and the least among the servants? There is a story about St. Anthony, the father of the monks. One of the younger monks came to visit St. Anthony to learn from his wisdom. And St. Anthony was sitting on a chair like this, and this monk insisted to sit on the floor at the feet of St. Anthony. He told him, I'm not worthy to sit next to you. I am here to learn. I am here just I want to sit at your feet to learn from you. And then he asked a word of benefit from St. Anthony. And this monk was a wanderer. Wanderer means he goes from one place to another place to another place to another place. And usually being a wanderer, this is not recommended in monastic life because you will be distracted. So St. Anthony told him, you need to learn how to sit in your cell and stop wandering from one place to another place. And he gave him this advice based on his request. He told him, give me a word of benefit. And once St. Anthony told him this, he became angry. He became furious. Where, where is all this humbleness? He told him, I'm here to learn. I will sit at your feet. I'm not worthy to sit next to you. So behind all this external humbleness, there was a big ego, a big pride inside his heart. Many times in confession, people comes and ask for a word of benefit. And you bring to their attention one weak point in their life. Then they turn to be very defensive. Although many times I personally, usually I say, I heard this, I'm not sure true or not true. If it is true, benefit from this. If it's not true, just forget it. But many people get very upset and then they start to defend themselves as if you accused them of something. I wonder about St. Mary when the Mary is the mother of God who is more pure than anybody else, more holy than anybody else. And when she was accused of fornication and, and adultery, St. Mary was silent, did not defend herself. I, I am amazed at her humbleness. And sometimes we don't accept any, any criticism. If parents of one of the students just brought to my attention something I might have done, 
immediately and instantly you turn into defending yourself. Even if deep down in your heart you know you're wrong. But that's pride. That's again sitting on the pinnacle of the temple. I remember one time I said to one of the servants, don't try to win the discussion, but try to win the person. Many times, for example, with one of the students or parents of the student, I want to win the discussion. At the end, I want to be the winner. I did not do anything wrong. I did not fall. Because if I fall, the angels will carry me. So I don't commit anything wrong. And I, I leave the meeting joyful because I want the discussion. But you lost the person. A prideful person is focused on winning the discussion. A humble person, he may lose the discussion, but he will win the person. To what extent you can do like the Lord Jesus Christ when they judged him unfairly, but he kept silent? Zulima to what extent we can accept this? To be judged unfairly and we walk in the footsteps of our Lord Jesus Christ to humble ourselves without opening our mouth. If I'm humble, I will bear the weakness of others and I will bear their sins as they are my sins, because all of us were members in the same body, the body of Christ. Another point about being on the pinnacle of the temple, do you insist in your opinion or are you willing to yield? St. James spoke about the wisdom from above, willing to yield. Willing to yield. عارفين yield يعني إيه؟ عارف لما بتكون in the stop sign and you yield to the other car to go in front of you. So willing to yield means you let the other person do what he wants. Why the distinction between us if two servants serving together? Or why the distinction between you and your Sunday school coordinator? Or between you and Abuna? Or Aunt Sayyid? Why? Because I want my will to be done. I want my opinion to be done. Sometimes when a person comes from outside, like this a newcomer just arrived from Egypt. And this is a real story. A servant came from Egypt and she was so gifted in, in one area. And instead of giving her the opportunity and to learn from her experience in this field, they actually became aggressive in a passive way and sometimes in open way. They didn't want her to be included with them because of pride, because of ego. And at the end, she left quietly. 
So here, I focused on my pride more than the benefit of the service. I fought for my existence more than the benefit of the service. But if I am a humble person, I would say with John the Baptist, he must increase and I must decrease. We should be happy that God sent us this talented servant and we should open the door for her instead of fighting her and pushing her away to leave the service. But what's behind this is the pride and ego. The same again happens among deacons. If, you know, I'm a leader in this church and a deacon came who knows more hymns than what I know and he can lead better than me. Again, we fight and we push him away in order to fight for my place, my existence. I don't worry or I don't care about the benefit of the service, but I care about myself. I push anybody who cause insecurity to me. If I feel insecure around this person, I will push him away. Although he might be the right person for this ministry. Sometimes we insist on choosing certain service or certain class. I want to serve in high school. No, no, no. Why you put me with little kids? I, I have talents. All my life I was serving youth. You need to put me in the youth ministry. Or I insist on to serve with certain servant. No, I cannot serve with this servant. I want this servant to serve with me. So insisting on your opinion and not willing to yield is a sign of the earthly wisdom. Again, this means I am sitting on the pinnacle of the temple. Also, to what extent we accept one another? To what extent we accept one another? And we accept other opinion? And we accept other ideas? Or this idea must come from me? in order to be applied. If it comes from anybody else, no. If I am the coordinator and one of the very, very junior servants came with an idea and maybe the idea is very good, but no. Is this junior servant will teach us? No. So maybe I mock him or laugh at him or criticize him and I silence him. Again, why? Because of pride and ego. Choosing more convenient service. Sometimes we choose service that's convenient. There is no much labor in it. Again, it's a sign of pride. I want to spoil my ego. I want to do what's easy and convenient, not what God calls me to do. If God told you today 
I will send you as sheep among wolves. Who among us is willing to accept? We heard it so many times. But are you willing to accept to go among the wolves to preach to them? With the high risk of being devoured by the wolves? Or we just want the convenient service? When you do visitation, do you visit certain families who actually praise you? Or you, you visit everybody? Even those who will criticize you, even those who may not praise you and will talk to you about your shortcomings and your weakness. Are you going to avoid them or are you going to visit them? The Lord Jesus Christ went to the cities of Samaritans. You know very well that there was enmity between the Jews and the Samaritans. But the Lord went to preach to them. And when they closed their gates and refused to welcome him, and John and and James went to the Lord Jesus Christ and told to him, can we do like Elijah to ask fire from heaven to burn these two cities? The Lord said, no. Son of man did not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. Let us go to other city. What would you do if you go to a certain house and then after you knock the door and they see you, they will close the door in your face? What would you do? That's what happened with the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you going to accept this? The Lord said, I am standing at the door and knocking. If anyone opens the door for me. So, They closed the door in front of him. He did not leave. He continued to stand at the door, knocking, waiting. What about serving the sick, serving the elders and the senior citizens? What about if people asked you something beyond your comfortable schedule to help a senior citizen to go to a physician, for example, to help a newcomer to find a house for him or to to purchase a car. How would you respond to this? It's not my responsibility. I'm a Sunday school servant. Go speak to Abuna about it. Although you may be able to help. Do you have a heart of a servant? Or the ego and pride make me only choose the convenient servant, the servant that has glory. I come, I'm a teacher, I will teach the class, and then I leave. How many services you do it in secret, without no one knowing about it? If you find a parent of a student, needs help, he is sick, needs help, needs somebody to take him to the hospital, what are you going to do? Are you going to do like Cain when he said, Am I keeper for my brother? Or are you going to volunteer to help, even if they did not ask you? Pride actually hinders our service. 
cried many times, make us having carefree attitude. Just I do the minimum requirement they expecting from me, and that's all. Another sign of pride in ministry, love of praise. So while I don't accept any criticism, but I want to be honored and I want to be praised. I want to be honored and I want to be praised. Do you feel jealous if Abuna praised another servant in front of you? Do you feel jealous if Abuna praised the other servant who is serving with you in the same class? And to say, why not me? He did not notice all what I'm doing. Why he is praising the other servant and not me? Do you beg for praise? Did you like my lesson today? Are you begging for praise? Sometimes we are begging for praise if people did not speak. We actually try to ask a question in order to be praised and to be honored. Many times actually we receive praise that we don't deserve. But when a criticism comes which we don't deserve, we become very furious and very angry. Think about it this way. If you accepted praise that you don't deserve, in order to be fair to yourself, it's okay to accept criticism that you don't deserve. Why it's okay for you to accept all these praise that you know for sure you don't deserve, but it's not okay for you to accept criticism that you don't deserve. We need actually to examine whether we are prideful or not, whether we are sitting on the pinnacle of the temple or not. A prideful person also does not respect the opinions of others, especially when it comes from a people who are young or started service after him. A prideful person is not a responsible person. He wants others people to do his job, but he wants the credit come back to him. A prideful person is not a responsible person. Do you want others to do your responsibility? Do you want the other servant is the one who do the visitation, prepare most of the lessons, but at the end you want to get the glory and the credit. The prideful person feels there is no need for him to spend the time in preparing a lesson, because he knows it all. The information that he has, he can just speak in any subject, in any topic. But a humble person will take time in reading and studying to have so many resources 
and he kneeled before God, asking God to give him grace and to speak on his mouth, so the words will not be coming from me, but coming from the Holy Spirit. A prideful person also does not forgive and does not forget. He can remember the weaknesses of others for so many years. Why don't you serve with this servant? You're like, no, no, I served with him 10 years ago. And he did this and this and this. 10 years ago. And you still remember? And he doesn't forgive. Doesn't forgive anybody who criticized him or anybody who hurt him or anybody who wounded him. He holds grudges for so many long. The prideful person rarely examines himself because he doesn't see the need to examine himself. He doesn't examine his service and he doesn't want anybody to examine his service. In some churches, when they ask it to have the spiritual uh, rule to be examined by Sunday school coordinator or the lesson that you prepare to be examined by Sunday school coordinator, many servants resisted this. And why they resisted? Because of pride. Who is this coordinator? Who will actually review my lesson? I graduated from theological seminary. How will let this coordinator to review my, my lesson? But if I'm humble, I will say I'm glad. I am happy that you review so you can enlighten me more and more with your feedback. I need to learn. A humble person has the spirit of discipleship, but a prideful person will be so resistant to this. Satan many times like to take us on the pinnacle of the temple and tell us, stay there and don't worry. You are above everybody else. And even if you fall, the angels will carry you. So sit on the pinnacle of the temple. It's time for us to get down from the pinnacle of the temple and to wash the feet of others. When the Lord taught us the ministry, how to serve, He taught us by washing the feet of the disciples. And He told us, you call me a teacher and a master, and indeed I am, but I washed your feet. So as I washed your feet, go and wash the feet of one another. We may say this word, we may say it, I am here to wash the feet of my students. But do you really want, yani, in your heart, willing to wash their feet? You may physically wash their feet, but in your heart, are you willing to wash their feet? or not. Prideful people does not get grace from God 
because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So if you insist on your pride, if you insist on your ego, lover of ego, lover of themselves, then actually you look yourself outside the grace of God. The prideful person is not happy because all the time he is in competition with others. He wants his will to be done. He is jealous if somebody else is praised. He feels all the time he is not honored. People does not honor him enough. He is a people does not recognize all his expertise. Prideful person is totally blind, totally blind. From outside, he may be a servant, but from inside, he wants others to serve him. So, the lesson to us, as the Lord refused to sit or to stay on the pinnacle of the temple and said to Satan, don't tempt the Lord your God. Get behind me, Satan. Trust in the grace of God. Every time you are attacked with a thought of pride or Satan wants to take you to be on the pinnacle of the temple, say, get behind me, Satan. In the name of Christ, get behind me, Satan. Let us learn how to be humble in our hearts more than externally because humbleness should come from within to outside not the opposite then we will get the grace of god and god will bless our ministry for the glory of his holy name glory be to god forever and ever amen